Hi, I'm Manny Lobert, and welcome to The Pink Chair Show, where we bring real, raw, relevant issues from a woman's perspective today. I am so excited to share with you today. I brought a friend on, an old friend actually, that some of you might know and some of you might not know. He's in a band called Corn, and my friend Brian had Welch is here today. Brian, welcome to the Pink Chair. Oh my gosh, give me a fist. It's been so long. I know. Okay, wait. First of all, when I was texting you last night, I was like thinking about sending you a picture of the set because I wasn't sure that you were willing to sit in the pink chair. I feel comfortable. I'm comfortable with color, the the color pink. And, you know, black can blend in with anything. I know. I mean, you look good in the chair, man. I'm usually in all black. And then speaking of these jeans, you were were saying earlier, I'm like kind of jealous because I love these jeans. I love jeans that are ripped. So what happened with these jeans? Oh my gosh, I did them like eight years ago and Michael's paint, you know, at the store Michael's, look at how shiny it is still. I just I just put the paint everywhere, I made them myself. So. And do you wear these on stage when you play sometimes? I have, but they're these are my dress up pants. So yeah, you, you look really <laughs> dressed up today. The shirt looks good too. Look at their, their uh, internet app symbols. Oh, I thought See they that? were eight balls. I was like, that's appropriate too, eight ball. Oh, that would be Speaking cool. Speaking of that, I've dealt with eight balls my whole life almost. Me and you both, sister. How did I meet you the first time we were at an event? It was a speaking event. Wait, that's right. Was it Texas or were we already? No, it was in Diamond Bar, California. Ryan Reese, whosoever's, right? Yep. Wait, hold on. It was, it was the first, the first time was, it was a, it was a huge event. Like 10,000 people came. Oh, was it Las Vegas? No. Okay, no, we're, we have bad memories. Let's just move on. Oh, my gosh. It's, <laughs> anyway, it was awesome. So I was like, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I have to confess, and I probably already confessed to you, I did not know any of Korn's music. Yeah. I still don't know a lot of their music, but I think you're a very talented individual. Oh, thank the way you. you write, the way you play, and just the, the, the energy you bring to the stage and the, the charisma and the fire that you bring. And I... I was like, wow, this guy is really, really cool. And so I remember we did a gig. We, we were both speaking, and it was down in Texas at a youth event. And Ryan wanted powerful. me to come Yeah, Ryan wanted me to come on. And I think there's like a 1,000, 2,000 kids there. It was a big church. And I remember, I think they made me go first, and I was so nervous. And I was like, oh, my gosh, Brian's going to hear me, and Sonny from PODs here, and this is like super like stressful and I got up there and just flowed and I never forget because I had these boots on and I know that sometimes Christians are so judgmental, right? And um I got up there and spoke and then I sat down and I heard your story and I was like, "Oh my gosh. You have such an awesome story about not being with God, and then all of a sudden, God just getting you in this place. And I kind of want to unwrap that and maybe have you share about, I love this part of your story. Some of some of you people don't know his story. He's on. He's the first chair on I Am Second, the white chair film. He was the first one to ever do it. And part of that story that really got me, and then you've, you've shared many times, but maybe these people might not know in the audience, that you were high reading your Bible. Yep. So tell me what brought you to that place of getting high and reading your Bible. Even, you know, I've, I've <laughs> had my differences with Pastor Ron and, and 
you know, at the Valley Bible Fellowship, and um, but I've known him for a long time, and he was so good at just being like, come as you are. Yeah. He says, you bring all of your junk to Christ. Yeah. You do not clean yourself up. Right. Because you're, that's actually pride. You think you can clean yourself up and then go mm-hmm. to God. And so in my mind, I'm thinking like, I'm just going to go in my meth closet where I kept all my eight balls, everything. Speaking of eight balls. That's <laughs> and why I, I said eight balls. <laughs> and, um, and I'm just going to talk to him. And tell him how addicted I am to this stuff and how I want to quit, mm-hmm. but I can't. And if he's real, like Pastor Ron said, then come in and take this stuff from me or I'm going to die from it. And that's exactly what I told Jesus, right. just what I just said. I said, I'm going to die from this stuff and and I can't stop. And I want to do it, but I don't want to do it. And I was just real. And And then I would snort a line. And then I would go tweak and do whatever I was doing. Did you, did then you, I'd pick up my Bible. Yeah, and, and what, what, were, what was God showing you? Because being high and reading the scripture, what did you feel like? Like that must have been like super wild. Like people would say, um, assumes other things. But what happened was I kept feeling God's love yeah, and acceptance. Right. And like I was reading the word and it was just like speaking life to me. I, I like to say it like this. I was... I had suicidal thoughts, and I was in while doing the drugs, and I was just like, "I'm I'm a loser. I have I'm a rock star. I have millions of dollars, but I I don't have it together. What's the point of life? I just want to end right. it all." Right. But then when I started reading the Bible and high high on meth and reading the Bible and and doing all that, I, I like to say I was cursed with positive thoughts. It was like everything was speaking <laughs> oh, wow. life to me. Yeah. Everything was like, you know, you're forgiven. You're going to change. Uh, Christ is in you. Um, just whatever you can think of good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was like God accepts you just as you are, right. you know. And so that's what changed me. It was the kindness yeah. that led to repentance Right, me. right, right. And that, that's one of my favorite scriptures. And speaking of that, I remember being laying down in bed and I had just came off work as a call girl. And uh, I was high on pills, really, really high on pills, coming down of cocaine. And I remember praying uh, to, to God saying, can you help help me? Just get me out of, get me out of this. I had my Bible to the left of me, but I would, wouldn't open it. I was so afraid to open it. It was a Gideon. And um, I, I know what that feeling is like, except I wasn't going to church. So you got to this place where you just, the money was not enough, like, the crazy lifestyle, the rock star lifestyle, meeting all these famous people, hanging out with like the who-who's of whoever, right? And you knew everybody, right? And you just, it didn't do anything for you. But it was empty, man. It was yeah. like, it's weird when you get up to that top level. It's just, there's just a feeling of this, this is it. It's like void when you get to that top level. Because like looking... you, th- you think it's going to be mm-hmm. like the the answer to life. Right. And it's still empty there, you know? And it's like, yeah, all those, like, all the, the porn industry, like, we were friends with all them. And, um, like, Brad Pitt would come to our show, Mark Wahlberg, like, all these, like, A-list wow. people. And uh, we toured Metallica. Like, uh-huh, you can't uh-huh. get bigger than that yeah. in the rock world. Right. And um, private jets, you know, all that. And it, it was just like, man, this is this is the dream, and I, I've achieved it, and... And and I just don't know why I'm empty and mm-hmm. and everybody wants what I have right. and I have it and what do I tell them you know what do I tell my daughter you know uh, uh, just go for your dreams sweetie yeah and and uh, you you can achieve your dreams too and you'll be the happiest it's a lie it was a lie so I was I was like I'm no good for my daughter right. 
And in the I'm meantime, that's falling dead. apart, right? Like, I'm, yeah. You, you know, I, I was remember better off dead. I thought that story about her running around singing some of your songs from Corn, and it like really affected you. Because I took her on the road, you know, yeah. and she would hear all the songs, and they were catchy songs. You know, right. one of it was Adidas. All day I dream about sex. Right. We, we, you know, she's, you know the shoes. Well, sing. we we turned it around. <laughs> oh my gosh. And so she was, yeah, she's singing. I'm like, don't sing that, you know. And she's just like looking at me, like, why? This is. This is your work. You yeah, know? you and should I'm be like, proud. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, just don't don't sing it, though. Right. <laughs> That's not good. And uh, so that was, yeah. She's the one that turned my heart away from my addictions, away from myself, into that that area of just wanting to uh, find out who I really was, which led me to God, which led me to find my identity in Christ. Wow. Okay, we're going to be right back. You guys don't want to miss when we come back because I'm going to ask Brian a really, really awesome question and I cannot wait for him to share. See you soon. Hi, I'm Annie Lobert from The Pink Chair Show. As some of you might already know this, I was sex trafficked and human trafficked on the Las Vegas Strip. And I want to share with you today that trafficking just doesn't happen in Las Vegas. It happens everywhere around us, in, a, in your county, in your city, anywhere that you look, it's happening right under your nose. And I have a story that I wrote called Fallen Out of the Sex Industry and Into the Arms of the Savior. You can get this book on our website at hookersforjesus.net. Click on the picture of the book, it'll take you to Amazon. Welcome back to the Pink Chair Show. I'm so excited. Again, I have Brian Head Welch from Corn here. So Brian, I got my question for you. What'd you got for me? I know that some have totally like ripped you to shreds about this and not to point out pharisaical Christians at all, but that you actually gave your life to Jesus. So you left, you left corn, right? Mm -hmm. For how long? Um, Seven or eight years before it started, uh, he started to point me back to the band. Right. Okay. So... For the purpose of? Um, going back to my family, going back to show the fans who I am now, right. going back to share Christ, going back to you know, display the true unconditional love of God that he gave me right. to the fans that many of are just like I used to be. What better place to be? No, totally. And so you wrote how many books in between that? Because you wrote your first book, um, which I have, which I love. Oh, thank you. Um, I have save me from myself. Four. Okay. But I, I like now. to say three because one of them is an edited version okay. of the first one. Because it had swear words in it. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I, I fought it, and I'm like, we don't. Let's just be real here, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. And obviously, people like real, and the first one did amazing, and the edited version didn't do anything. <laughs> wow. That speaks, you know. And it's like, I'm not trying to cuss. I'm just trying to be real and, and show like what really happened. And the Lord clearly spoke to me and said, do it, you know, mm-hmm. be you. Mm-hmm. So you went back and what was the reaction? I know you, you had a lot of backlash from everyone. And what was the worst part about it? That Did you feel isolated because of that? Um, a little bit, but I had a lot of friends and people that did um, tell me like, you go. You go, you listen to God, you go back. Um, this this is totally meant to be, 
it's so Jesus, you mm-hmm. know. And so I had a lot of those people. But then what, what really got me was how quick, and I'm not shocked by it anymore, but how quick people are to judge and they don't like wait to see the story unfold. Right. They're just like, the previews, you know? they're judging from the preview. Yeah. They have no no clue at all. Yeah. And and then in the meantime, you I mean, you're such an artist. Like dude, I just love that you keep pumping out material. Okay. You're you have your love and death. Yeah, I did that side project. Are you are you done doing that right now or are you still working on that? Still working on it. I have like writing almost, music. Still I have like a almost a full album that we have guests on there. Um Lacey from yeah. you know X Flyleaf, right. she she sang on a song, and uh, we're doing cover songs. So we're just we got to get that done. We really got to get that done. But um, yeah, corn albums we put out, and and yeah, it's not your perfect, you know, in a in a, in a beautiful clean box. It's rough around the edges. Our singer, his wife, passed away from an overdose last year, yeah. and our whole album is about, about grieving. That. Right. And so, um, oh, sorry. There's a few bad right. words. Right. You know, but it's real. It's talking about real pain. And I had my issues with the band in the in the past, but now it's just it's all about family, music, fans, and our career, and being grateful for it, what right. we have and sharing Christ. Like everybody know, everybody out there in the rock world knows that I'm a Christian. What I yes. believe, no, they so do. I'm, I'm a I'm a testimony to them, you know? right? And so you're still like you're still in in the normal world without any faith and spirituality. People know who you are, but also people specifically really know who you are now in the Christian world. And do you feel like Christians, what have they done that, I mean, from your perspective, that they could have done better when you went back to corn? Um, I, I think they, they should have, uh, what they could have done better was just like been silent and waited to see what would unfold the story. Just like I said earlier, that you need to wait to see what God's up to right. before you judge it. And I love what happened because God, he's like, he's my vindicator. Mm-hmm. And he sent people that tr- that I trusted. And like uh, Darren Wilson, who did the Holy Ghost movie mm-hmm. and documentary. And he, he, he knows my heart and he trusted me. And he was like, let's just bring cameras in there and go minister to the corn fans and see what God does. That was All awesome, these people were in tears. I, I you know what I'm like, saying? And Todd White, with you guys were like tripping me out, man. Both of you got dreadlocks and you guys are... I'm like, oh my gosh! I just loved it. I and just, Todd was the leader because he's, he's insane, he's fearless. crazy. I he'll love it. He'll sit there. He'll go up to like a uh, a murderer and he'll just <laughs> look him in the eyes and say, "Man, I love you so much. Jesus loves you." And he'll hug him. He has zero fear. And I was afraid that day because I was just like, "What do you mean we're gonna do this?" But it turned out great. People were in tears. They're, yeah. I mean, there was people mocking us. That was that by the end of it, this dude was like six four and he put his head down like this and. We just said, what's wrong, man? And he goes, I treat my parents like crap. And he starts crying, and he just got convicted oh of this. My gosh. And it was like this precious little boy wow. like came out of this big, tall, mm-hmm. mean man, you know? And so God God vindicates us, you know? Right, and you, that that is so awesome because the other thing is, is I'm wondering how many people do you think, I mean, it's probably, you probably can't even count, have been affected by your story and your faith and giving their lives. And I saw it at the whosoever's. I saw people rush to the altar. I've seen you do your shares and even just the music, but the kids just rush to the altar and they just want to give their lives to God. It's like, wow, this is really, it's really... what it's about, man. Man, I, I'm, I was so like blown away by... Because when they see someone that they've watched 
for years turn their lives over to God. It's like they 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 think that maybe they can do it too because they well, see an example. Because he like the worst of the worst. That's what Paul was, right. you know. Paul, who wrote seventy five percent of the New Testament, was like the the worst of the worst. But um, I'm so blessed to to hear all these stories. But what got me last week or two weeks ago was I went to a surgeon to talk about two level disc replacement surgery. And at the end of it, I was leaving, and he just said, I, I don't normally do this, but I just want to tell you that in 2010, I read your story. And you, the surgeon told me, and I was wow. just, I was such in awe that God used me like that. Okay, you know? hold that thought, because we're going to be right back. You guys, thanks for tuning in to the Pink Chair Show. We'll be right back to hear the end of the story. Hi, I'm Annie Lobert from the Pink Chair Show. Sex trafficking is happening all around us, in your city, in your back door, in your next door neighbor's yard, in your county, in your state, and in Las Vegas, it's very prevalent. In fact, we are one of the number one places that trafficking is going on. This is where I was trafficked for over a decade, more than 20 years ago. And we started a ministry called Hookers for Jesus, an outreach on the Las Vegas Strip, which eventually developed into the Destiny House program because I had nowhere to take the ladies that we were reaching out to that were getting rescued from their traffickers. And so the Destiny House program is a beautiful place that ladies can come and heal and become whole again. They can dream, discover, develop into the perfect destiny that God originally designed for them. We're always in need of donations. It is not free to run a program. We are a nonprofit and we are in need of your support to keep the electricity on, to keep our 24-7 staff paid, to keep our offices going as we get new calls from new ladies that need to be rescued. We are always in need. Please go to our website at hookersforjesus.net and click on donate and you'll be taken to PayPal or Secure Give. You can also do a monthly partnership with us and also sign up to be a volunteer. Thank you so much. Hi, welcome back to the Pink Chair Show. You know what, there's not enough time for this interview actually because the minute my friend Brian Head Welch here starts talking about what he's been through and what he's doing now, I just wanna keep listening, don't you guys? So Brian, I have another question for you. Okay. Uh, it's about Jesus because... My favorite I, subject. I, I mean, this is the thing. I, I really want people to understand how important that part was with your reconciliation back to the Father. I remember you, you know, in the video in I Am Second, like you were holding your hands up and you were like saying, Father, Father. And it's like that really hit me because... That relationship between us and the father, like for me, I didn't, my father and I didn't get along when I was growing up. So I didn't really understand that. But when Jesus became the center of my life, it's like I could finally reconcile with the father, right? Mm. And even my own father, my physical father, which he passed away a couple years ago. But like I could, I could finally uh, get that connection with God. And so how was that for you, the relationship with Jesus? What was that like for you? And what is it, what is it like now? It's, it's um, you know, we have broken relationships on this planet, and it's like everything's hard, whether mm -hmm. it's parents, whether it's marriage or or our children or whatever. Um, this w With God, with Jesus, it's a perfect relationship. It's like everything He is is perfect, and it doesn't always feel like that or seem like that, but He's always 
there for our best and, he, and, he's, and he's pulling out the treasure in us constantly, whether we fall, whether we fail, or whether we succeed. He's always, he's perfect. He's a perfect father. And I just, I remember in 2000, um, probably 2007-ish, that I felt, I was reading books and everything, and I felt like I had an encounter where I felt like Jesus, like, introduced me to God, the Father's love and how, like, perfectly accepted I was with this perfect Heavenly Father. And it says in John 17, I believe, that um, that the Father loves us mm-hmm. just as yes. He loves Jesus. Right, I love that chapter. And when you get that revelation, yeah. Yeah. it's like Jesus was perfect and He did nothing wrong. And he loves me the same as he loves Jesus. And it's because of that union that yeah. we're in Christ. But it just blows your mind away. And that reconciliation just brings everything in your life to make sense. So that's really a really good word to focus on, that reconciliation. Because now that you're reconciled, you can have peace with yourself, peace with God. And it's like you know who you are in Christ, right? And so... If you do sin, and I was going to mention this because this is one of my favorite scriptures, and everyone knows this probably, but so now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. And so for me, like hearing you say that about having that relationship with the Father, it's so important uh, because every time that we mess up because of Jesus, it's like when, when the father sees us, God's love, it, all it sees is Jesus's sacrifice on us with the white robe. Mm-hmm. Right. And then what I really like about that, hearing about the father to you being reconciled, your daughter, your daughter, and you, you know, she saw your transformation. And then what happened shortly after that, or a couple years after that, she kind of went on her way for a little while. Didn't yeah. She? And, um, she went on her journey. You know, we all have to go Rebellion through our journey. Rebellion journey, <laughs> and, a little and, bit. Yeah, and it was birthed from pain because yeah. I wasn't the best father as a non-Christian, as a Christian. Mm-hmm. I failed right? because uh, I'm trying to get myself, I want to be Christ-like, but I'm like anti-Christ in a lot of ways because of my past, you know. And uh, her mom, you know, wasn't wasn't around for her. So yeah. some of that stuff manifested in rebellion. And, and so, but, you know, I would... I was, I, I told God, like, you can, t- you know, anything in my life I can, I can, I can get, you know, I can have attacks to and mm-hmm. with and everything, but don't touch my kid. Like, right. keep her close to you, Lord. Right. And then when I lost that, I was just like, you know, where are you, God? Yeah. I trusted you. Of the one true treasure in my life, I yeah. trusted you with. Right. And, but I was like the disciples, you know, when he, when Jesus said, eat my flesh and drink my blood, mm-hmm, they, mm-hmm. he said, like, where are you going to go? Everybody left. Yeah, everyone and left. And Peter's like, where we're going to go. You have the words of life. Right. I was like that. I was like, my one true treasure got attacked, my daughter, and yeah. I don't understand you right now, but where am I going to go? And so all I could do was trust because <clears throat> I know how good he was, and he turned it around. I know, and I remember that part <clears throat> of your life because I had. that's when I started talking to you a little while, and we had done a couple things, and you told me, you know, can you pray for my daughter? I want to yep, introduce you to there. her, and I, I, you know, hey, can you mentor her? I was like, sure, you know, like, even though that didn't really happen like we could have wanted it to, but yeah. she still rocked it. I mean, I, I'm just so happy. And, and speaking of that, the movie that you guys just made, I have not seen it, but I want you to share about that. I'm sending you, you the link Yay! after we're done here. Oh, so, I, I'm so, so excited. When you guys are chilling at home or whatever, watch it. And, uh, oh gosh, get some Kleenex because it's called Loud Crazy Love. 
and uh, came out on Showtime. It's been mm -hmm. playing on Showtime, mm -hmm. and uh, it's also available like for uh, rent and purchase, you know, DVDs mm -hmm. and online. And so it's it's really the story of Jenea being born into the crazy rock world, and uh, just the chaos that happened, the damage done to me, her mom, and right. her, right. and the healing and restoration mm -hmm. of where we're at now. Wow, I can't I can't wait to see it. And then there was something else that you're working on, that you're coming out with. Um, or that you just came out with your other book. Oh, with my eyes wide open. Yes. Yes. Sorry, I had a a, 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 brain. a brain fart. <laughs> yes. Can we say that? Yeah, we can say that. <laughs> Why not? Yes. And uh, so, yeah, with my eyes wide open, it came out. It's my latest book, and it's uh, it's basically that. It, it kind of goes along with the movie, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and just uh, the, the all the restoration that God's done and having your spiritual eyes open right. to the meaning of life. Mm -hmm. Is the only thing that matters on this And you planet. know what? I think your books can be used as Bible studies too. People can read them and really learn a lot from them. Really? No, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't a need to be all clean and cookie cutter. We don't need cookie cutter. People don't want cookie cutter anymore. I don't think they ever really wanted it actually, you know, because Jesus is not a cookie cutter person. He never was. Neither is God. God created everything, so everything flows together. So they're wild. The, I'm Jesus, the you, Father, Holy yes, Spirit, are wild. You can't figure I, them out. I just, I'm so. We have like one minute left, and I'm so sad. But anyway, can you look at that camera, and if someone's out there that was in the place that you were, can you speak to them and tell them how good God is, yes. how good Jesus is? Yep. Uh, if anybody out there it was like me, I'm going to just shoot straight with you, man. This is no joke. This is no joke at all. I had everything this planet says will make you happy. I had the riches, I had the women, I had um, the, the, the worship of all people, I had the fame, anything. I was uh, the, the top actors, the top musicians, I had it all. And most all those people were miserable, lost, and empty. They were shells walking around. So I promise you, God's love comes into your life and Jesus forgives you and imparts into your soul Deep within your soul, the meaning of life, why you are breathing, why you wake up in the morning, why your heart beats. He gives you the answer for why to all those questions. Only Jesus can. And I promise you, it's, it's, it's been 16 years almost for me. And um, if it wasn't so real, I never would have lasted this long. So you just ask him right now. Just say, Jesus, I want what he has. That's what I did. I was like, I want what this pastor's talking about. If it's real, give it to me. If, you know, if it's not real, then it's not going to happen. So he'll show you too. So bless you guys. Thank you, Brian, so much. So awesome, dude. I love yeah. having you on here. You got to come on again. Please. Thanks for being at the Pink Chair Show. We'll see you next time. Hi, I'm Annie Lobert from the Pink Chair Show. Sex trafficking is happening all around us. And we started a ministry called Hookers for Jesus, an outreach on the Las Vegas Strip, which eventually developed into the Destiny House program because I had nowhere to take the ladies that we were reaching out to that were getting rescued from their traffickers. And so the Destiny House program is a beautiful place that ladies can come and heal and become whole again. They can dream, discover, develop into the perfect destiny that God had originally designed for them. 
We're always in need of donations. It is not free to run our program. We are a nonprofit and we are in need of your support to keep the electricity on, to keep our 24-7 staff paid, to keep our offices going as we get new calls from new ladies that need to be rescued. We are always in need. Please go to our website at hookersforjesus.net and click on Donate, and you'll be taken to PayPal or Secure Give. You can also do a monthly partnership with us and also sign up to be a volunteer. Thank you so much.